ops, and a little bit of paranoia. Welcome to the Iron Sysadmin Podcast. Welcome everyone to tonight's episode of the Iron Sysadmin Podcast. I'm your host, Nate, and dancing along with the music is your old friend, Uncle Mark. Woo! And look at me! I have a real mic. He's all about his. He's all about his new mic. He's all Yeti about his Nano. new mic. Yeti Nano. Yeti Nano. Um, <laughs> full disclosure: uh, this is uh, this mic brought to you courtesy of our wonderful patrons. So thank you so much. Yep. Nate got tired of the nonsense from my old mic, so so he's like, "Would you mind if the podcast bought you a mic?" <laughs> I'm like, "No, that's fine." <laughs> And then it appeared at my house within a day or two. I know. Exciting. Amazon was super fast on that one. I ordered it yeah, and like, I, I'm like, okay, two, three days, whatever. I'll let them know I ordered it, a, it tomorrow. And, t- and the next day I'm like, delivered. Wait, what? Hey, Mark, there uh, should be a mic on your porch. <laughs> yeah. Well, I live in Northampton, Northampton County, PA, and there's a lot of freaking Amazon warehouses around here, apparently. Okay. That may be it. There's, I, so, uh, we're like a, a hub I think because the different highways that intersect in this region. Oh, and the airport. The tri-state area, as Dr. Doofenshmirtz would say. And the uh, the airport um, there in Allentown. I the bet airport, that right, all that stuff. No, I'm sure it doesn't. So all that to say, I get a surprising amount of evil Jeff Bezos merchandise very quickly. Yeah. Um, it's definitely a benefit, yeah. which is sweet. Definitely. Amazon sweet. has really gone crazy with how quickly they can get stuff out to people, even... You know, I, I don't want to sound like, you know, I'm sure there's someone somewhere that's like, my Amazon packages still take three days or I can order something that's here a day after. <laughs> it's it's almost the same day. They don't they don't need the drones. They really don't. They've t- they talked about the drone delivery. They don't need it. I'm telling you. Not in Northampton County. It's pretty darn quick. Anyway. But yeah. All right. But that's that, not, we're not talking about. Yeah. No, that's not what we're talking about tonight, though. Our topic tonight but, is not how fast Amazon can get Uncle Mark a mic. Our topic is actually about uh, basically I when I pitched this to Mark and said, hey, how about we talk about office worker health? He thought I meant people in office. And I realized that there's now a distinction (laughs) between like like in person, like or like work from home office and in like like office building office. So but anyway, I, I don't know if I could go that far. Obviously. I understood that yeah. the overall topic was about, you know, trying to maintain a certain level of health when you're when your job is what we would consider classic office work. Right. Right. Like I'm not I don't have a landscaping business. I don't work in right. construction, which is good because I'm terrified of heights. I actually <laughs> get I actually get vertigo when I'm playing Elden Ring and my character is, has to do like some of the Mario stuff jumping, like, and I look down, I'm like, ah, my stomach. Don't get me started on how I get in, in no man's sky in VR. When I'm standing on the freighter and peering down at the planet. Pretty much anything in VR. will give you that, that feeling. Right. But anyway, we're also not talking about uncle Mark's vertigo. We're talking about, or heights or whatever. We're talking about trying to stay healthy not just in IT, but in any job where you're strapped to a desk. And I don't mean strapped like physically, but you know what I mean? You have to be at a desk, at a computer. Maybe, I mean, I guess most desk jobs Although are computer if, jobs know, nowadays, right? 
if your job is, you know, requires strapping people to various furniture, you know, hey, more power to that's you. That's a some whole different. Good, some people pay good money for that service. That's a whole different job right there. Whole different job. <laughs> and I'm sure it has a whole different set of health risks. Absolutely. <laughs> we cannot talk about, talk about the, yeah, talk about repetitive stress repetitive injuries. Repetitive stress industries there, yeah. Injuries there. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. So Mark already touched on this, right? If you work at a desk, which most people in IT work at a desk, if you have an IT job that does not let you, does not make you work at a desk, I want to know what it is. Sure, like desk side support or like server room monkeys, they, uh, they're not always at a desk, but they spend, everybody in IT probably spends a decent amount of time at a desk. And with the pandemic, a lot of those people brought their desks home, not physically, but their, their quote unquote well, desk, their workspace is now in their home, whether it's in their living room, a home office, their kitchen table, whatever, right? And, well, and I think you actually, you know, well, well, we'll drill into that a little more. But one of the problems is that a whole bunch of people shifted to a working from home strategy, but they did not, through no fault of their own sometimes, do it properly. Oh, yeah, right. They couldn't do it properly, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. And we'll we'll touch on that, too. But so obviously when you work in a job where you're moving around, where you're outdoors or indoors, but you're doing manual labor, right? There's a certain amount of built-in physical fitness that comes with that. You're burning calories, you're making your muscles do things, you're making your heart do things. There are, of course, other hazards that come along with a lot of those jobs, but again, we're not gonna touch on that. But as a, as a quote-unquote office worker, you spend a whole lot more time sitting in a computer chair, staring at a monitor, typing on a keyboard right? Or moving a mouse around. And there's, there's a certain amount or something, right? There's a certain amount of health risk there. Although folks who put themselves in more dangerous lines of work will laugh at us for saying there's health risks there, but there really, there are right. Sure. We're not going to have a building fall on our head, but, um, you may end up with like severe back problems or honestly, one of the articles that I was reading today says that sitting for too long for, for too much of your life, can actually lead to cancer, which is crazy. I never knew that, right? So anyway, yeah, right. Did you know I wanna, that? I, <laughs> I want to see the date on that. Oh, I agree. I agree. I said one of the articles say it. I'm not saying that it's backed by some weird research that I've read somewhere. But um, at any rate, it still isn't good for your spine. It's not good for your hips. It's not good for lots of things. So, well, to be fair, carrying 80 pounds of tiles up a ladder to yes. a roof over and over again ain't so hot for your spine either. That is true. Right. That is true. So I think, you know, what 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 I think we just need to acknowledge is every job, as you point out, does have an inherent risk. Yes. And people who work in the trades will often complain that it's something that it's very difficult to keep doing long term because Yep. Especially especially prior to nowadays. Like nowadays there's a lot more safety rules, there's better equipment. There's better practices, but, you know, if you did like construction stuff in the good old days when men were men, you actually could destroy your body by the time you're in your 30s. I actually, I have a friend, his uh, his stepdad was basically forcibly retired because of an accident at work. He worked construction and he had like some sort of a load of steel girders fall on him, like literally on him. He was in like severe, like, like ICU style hospital care for quite a while. Oh, yeah. He made it through it. He walks with like a cane now, I think, but uh, he basically 
He was already a little older, right. so he retired because of it. But yeah, like that's a very real thing. And can you hear? I think the we dogs? all know multiple. I think can, we all know multiple. Yeah, I can hear them. <laughs> They're howling. <laughs> they don't. They don't that's want awesome. you to do construction work. They're let's see what howling. this. Let's see what this YouTube is that uh, Josh has posted. Uh oh. To be fair. Oh, to be fair. Okay. Chariots, echo keyboards, etc. Yep. Yep. Right. So. Um, so basically to recap, right? As an office worker generally means that you're indoors. Uh, you are not performing many physically intense tasks, which means that your body starts to atrophy, right? Uh, means you normally burn less calories throughout the course of a day. You probably take in more calories because it's a lot more convenient to just reach for snacks when you're sitting at a desk. Um, and you're not out in the sun, which yes, being in the sun too much has its own hazards, but getting some sunlight is really good for your body, right? Your body needs that. Um, like I said, it's a lot easier to reach for food. Uh, if you're a work from home worker, it's really easy to walk to the fridge that has a lot more food that is readily accessible to you in it. Whereas if you're an in-office worker, um, generally the fridge is full of stuff that isn't necessarily all yours to take. <laughs> so it's, so, uh, you have a so bit of built-in limitation there. I'm going to counterpoint on some of the dietary stuff. Uh huh. All right. So so, let me let me disclaim a thing or two. Mm -hmm. Um, I believe diet is something that you either are going to be paying attention to or not, regardless of where you work. Yes. And there are phases of my life where I use my fitness pal to track what I eat to try and maintain a certain calorie range. What I can say is that when I am in my home office, in my house, and eating primarily food that I have prepared or that we have bought, even if it's pre-prepared, it's 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 generally decent as far as serving sizes and everything else. It's much easier for me to control that stuff in my house than when I travel either back when I was at Merck and going into the office because the food there was either like snack machine garbage mm -hmm. or run out for like burgers and fries and things like that or, yep. or more calorie dense food, you know, eating out where you don't necessarily have a control of the calories and stuff. Yeah. And definitely when I travel now for Red Hat in, in the times when I have been counting, I basically just throw up my arms and I'm like, okay, this is just <laughs> during this trip. I'm just not counting because it's too hard. It really is. So when you're eating so, out, it, so is, it, is, it is a lot harder to keep track of the calories. My personal experience from a dietary perspective is, well, you can have a house that has bad food in it. I have found personally that when I'm trying to watch what I eat, it's a better experience for me at home. Yeah. That that that's one one guy's opinion there. Yep. No, right. But so that, it, but that but that does require uh thought. It yeah. requires self-control. Um it but for me for me that actually is a plus it definitely, on staying healthy. It, it comes down Be, to your if own, I do remote work. Your own lifestyle and your own uh willingness to eat well, right? You're right. When you're at work or when you're traveling for work, it's a lot harder to find healthy options, right? So when I worked, it's 
when I worked at the you college, know, usually when we ate out, there are a ton of eating options in Easton where I used to work. Uh, but none of them are, well, there are healthy options. None of them are Burger King and McDonald's style options. There are somewhere in the middle. There's like pubs yeah. and beer at the ready, right? <laughs> yeah, but, but Nate, it's not even whether or not it's air quote healthy. Because the way you lose weight is you burn more calories than you take yeah. in. Yeah. And in my experience, when you well, when I travel and I'm hitting restaurants and stuff, I don't know what the actual accurate calorie count of stuff is. Right. And but so that's where if, things go off the rail. If you and I consume the same amount of calories and the calories I mm -hmm. consume are full of saturated fats and the calories that you consume are not, you're generally going to be healthier than me because like your heart health is going to be better than me. Weight-wise, we might right. be similar, I'm, but there's going to be talking, lots of other yeah. carry-ons, right? I, I, okay, and I'll give you that. Yeah. yeah. So healthier yeah, I, in that in that is like you know comparing a nice prepared are, restaurant meal right to McDonald's and minerals right? and stuff versus yeah. comparing a salad to a well-prepared <laughs> yeah. uh, no, restaurant meal. That. All right. So, but I think what we've done, yeah, I think what we've done here is we've moved into a working from home versus office. Yeah, we kind of fact. Have. It's really the style of work that I think yeah. is 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 your whole point. Yeah. And so what can we do as IT people to to try and be as healthy as possible regardless of where we're sitting? Right, right. So we covered kind of the obvious impacts of sitting at a desk. I all hear the time. your dogs clear as day, by the way. That's great. Freaking dogs. It's it's just Normally it's a great it's night, folks. Dogs. You're all gonna have to live with it. Um <laughs> my gosh, what are they going on about now? Come all right. to the podcast and you get all the bonus content. Yeah, right. Um, then there's a bunch of not so obvious things that impact us from a health perspective, right? Um, things like sitting all the time is just plain out bad for you. There's lots of negative impacts. We kind of already touched on that. Um, but standing all the time, which is what a lot of people do because they think it's better, is also not necessarily better. There has to be a balance, right? So what do we do? Do we squat? Yeah, right. You have to that's kinda, sort of that's sort of in between sitting and yeah, standing. Yeah, right, right. It's my point is it's not binary. It's you should sit sometimes and stand sometimes, right? Stand a couple hours a day, maybe. Um instead of sitting all the time, even even if you have a great, awesome, well supported chair, sitting in it for eight to ten hours a day, probably not the right choice. You're gonna want to stand up and move around. Um well, and I'll tell you, that's where things like if you've got a device, you know, like a smartwatch or, or yep. some other thing that you gamify it. Right. Because my watch reminds me if, if if it's 10 minutes to the hour and I haven't stood up and moved, it's like, hey, don't forget to stand up. Hey, you lazy guy, get up and move around. And that's, you know, that's when I'll generally, I'll stand up and if I've got dishes or whatever down here, I'll, that's when I'll bring them up to yep. the kitchen yep. or I'll just go upstairs and see what the characters are up to because my wife runs the Nazareth Red Hat Daycare Center. So <laughs> so, the, so Finley Knoll might be up there and I can see how she's doing. The tiny knoll. The tiny knoll, right. Sadly, right. not D&D. &D. Yeah. But um, yeah, so standing and, and the days where I intentionally stand every hour i will say at the end of the day i tend to feel better even if i've done even if done even if i've done no other intentional exercise like go for a walk or something yeah like that. so we'll we'll talk about this more 
further down in the little list here, but um, I've basically intentionally built myself a routine every day that not necessarily requires, but it it very strongly promotes me moving, right? Getting up and moving around yeah. because it's just what I'm used to. And if I miss it, I actually notice and I feel it, right? So, yeah. uh, but we'll we'll talk more about that in the what can we do about all this. But I did want to touch on one and more thing. And your character running in a video game doesn't count. Oh, damn. That is you've, fake cardio. You've ruined the whole thing for me now. That oh, was no. it. That was it. Anyway. Oh, no. But there's one more thing that is not quite as apparent or quite as obvious, and that is the mental impact, right? So being at a desk, not being out in the sunlight, not maybe even not seeing the people that you care to see uh, can have a mental impact on you, right? So if you work in the office, like it could be that you're all about your family and you really, really miss them when you're in the office. Or maybe you've got coworkers that you can't stand, you know, Mr. Like speakerphone guy or whatever. That asshole worked at Merck diagonally from me. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've talked about the guy that we had an open office floor plan in the office that we were in when I finally left the college. And we Worst had, floor had plans ever. One guy, uh -huh. even though we were open office floor plan, speakerphone. You. <laughs> I wanted to smash his phone some days. Anyway. Uh. Um, but there's also and one of the articles down here at the bottom. Um talks about in fact it was the business insider one it's got these like 24 or 20 or something headings of things is that the real dark one yeah i don't know is it the dark one it's a yeah it says how your office job is destroying your health and there's one because <laughs> talk about clickbait right um one of the one of the headings in there and and again i'd love to see the, the statistics on this says that motivational meetings can actually depress people. And I find that hilarious. They can. They're <laughs> they can be awful. Because, um, because one, it's the exact opposite of what the meeting is supposed to accomplish. And two, it's exactly the sort of meeting that most, I mean, I would say every IT person I've run into hates the most. <laughs> so, you know, the team building exercise and the, you know, whatever. I don't know. Mandatory team building exercise. Right, right. Oh, yeah. If, if it were a team building exercise where we all went out to the gun range, I'd have a lot of fun. But if it's one of these where it's like they bring in a motivational speaker and they show you how to find your personality type and, you know, they teach you about how, uh, you know, an acorn planted in the ground can build and can, can grow to a, a mighty oak tree. Yeah. Anyway. Bite me. <laughs> we had we've had a couple of those when I was at the college. Higher ed is great for stuff like that. Uh, eventually the IT folks started having our own little retreat and it was much better then. <laughs> right. So we had, we had some folk right now I'm managing the Southeast team, but there are folk who used to work on the Southeast team. Um, and, and we wanted to get folk, we wanted to get people together. It was actually led by uh, Captain Morgan, who's no longer a TAM in my re in my, on my group. Yeah. Uh, and he ran this hilarious family feud style wordle game. Oh, my. <laughs> it, it it was it was just really kind of it was a lot of fun. He's uh, he's he's talked about bringing that to our Friday meetings. Oh, it's 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 friggin <laughs> hilarious. And it, again, it was one of those meetings where people were invited, but under no obligation to attend. And we all, you know, yep. we we you know, some of us brought booze 
And some people didn't feel like playing, and that's okay. We didn't guilt them into it. We they just got to sit back and chuckle at the expense of of of, of us of us who were trying to solve these wordle puzzles. Yeah. And it was just it was a lot of fun, right? And and so meetings like that where they are put together in a very organic manner, where they don't feel like fake garbage and where yeah. people are where people it where it's legitimately totally optional to attend. I think I and think it's, those, and it's those actually, can be helpful to boost morale. It's actually fun is the key, right? It's not it like something fun. where you're like, oh, I don't really want to do this. I know it's supposed to be fun, but it's just not what I'm into, right? Right. Like whenever we did square dancing in gym when I was in high school. Yeah. That was right. like everybody everybody in Tom's River, now maybe it's different in other places, but everybody in Tom's River friggin' hated having to do square dancing when it was time to do that in gym. And yet you had to do it anyway. You had to do it. It's all so about building meetings are like the Yeah, the hell with that. It's, all, uh, it's like the square dancing from your high school days. Is motivational meetings are high school square dancing in Ocean County, New Jersey. It was the worst. <laughs> That's hilarious. Maybe in Pennsylvania it's different. I don't know. Yeah. There's a lot more tractors here, but yeah, man, Tom's River, the, not so man, much. Maybe you know, you know, there. You guys have Cotton Eye Joe. There has that been seems to be like a little anthem. There here. has been an odd amount of square dancing in my kid's school. Now that I think about it. Oh, and look, Jay Scarf had his wife square dancing. So clearly, I my <laughs> my background, my Jersey background, you know, thug thug life incompatible <laughs> with square dancing. So anyway, um, we talked quite a bit about the mental impact of being in an office. You know, speakerphone guy. What about work from home? What about remote? Right. So uh, that's where you. So that's where you're dealing with different personality types, right? Yep. Yep. So in in my mind, right, there's a certain amount of recharge that happens when you get away from your house, right? Because you're away from your mundane day-to-day chores. Um, mm. And believe it or not, yeah. like this, this may sound terrible, right? But there is fact to back this up. Sometimes when you spend too much time with your spouse or your family, you start to resent those people, right? And being away from them, even, you know, for short amounts of time is actually very healthy, right? So for people who work away from the home, they get that built into their day, right? Yeah. So when my kids were, when my kids were much younger and I had to go to the office, I told myself that it wasn't so bad because it was the gentle embrace of work. Right. (laughs) Um, But then there's the other side of it where the place where you're doing business is also the place where you spend all of your time. So you have to put up like mental boundaries. This is work and this is not. This time is work. This time is off work. Right. Like I spend I spend a lot of time in this room that I'm in right now. I podcast from this room. I play games in this room. I watch TV in this room. There's a TV up on the wall and a recliner over here. I also work from this room, right? So there's got to be boundaries, right? Whether, like, is it time for work? Yes. Okay, boot up the work laptop, turn off the personal laptop, don't watch TV, do work. Is it no longer time for work? Shut down the work laptop. I know you keep yours on, and some people do that. For me, it's a lot easier to have it off unless there's something off hours that I need a Linux machine for, which is what I'll sometimes do with that. But most of the time, it's completely off disconnected from work. The only thing that's still connected to work is my email on my phone. Just because that's not, that's a pain in the ass to turn off. But um, my point is, it's hard. You have to have those boundaries, 
when you're when you're working remotely. It's really easy when you work in an office because you're just like, okay, I worked 20 minutes late, whatever, but I, I left, I got in my car, I drove home, <laughs> right? When you got home, you're no longer in work mode or you shouldn't be. <laughs> well, and, and let, so back before work from home was a thing, I still worked with people who had no work and life boundaries because yes. they would be working. Yep. They'd either stay at the office really late or they would get home and they'd be working. Um, so I don't I don't buy necessarily. I, I think I think there's this perception with too many people. And I realized, you know, talking to IT people, we know better. But there's this perception that people, you know, need to be in person to have the most effective working relationships. I was managed by someone in Canada who I maybe saw her once a year. Mm -hmm. And that was that was, again, prior to Red Hat and prior to, to working from home really becoming a thing. And it, it worked out just it worked out fine. It was effectively, um, you know, remote work for her. And when I pivoted from going to the office all the time to working primarily out of my house and maybe going into the office once or twice a week on paper, which really worked out to once or twice a month. Yeah. As far as my relationship with the deal and my manager didn't change at all because we, 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 we communicated, you know, we, we had always been used to communicating at two different ends of a TCP IP connection. So, I don't buy that we need to be in an office to have proper mental health. In fact, I would argue that being in an office can sometimes drive people up the friggin' wall. Yes. There's a reason that office space resonates so yes, well with a right. lot of IT so people. That's that's one thing that's that is difficult, right? And it's one of those dynamics that you have <laughs> to deal with when you're in an office is that you're put into an office building with people you may not like. Have you ever had somebody ask you on a Monday and you're lo and you're looking a little depressed, oh, does someone have the case of the Mondays? Uh-huh. No. And if they did that, they'd get their ass kicked. <laughs> I, I probably misquoted it. Yeah. But but like some of the worst part of working in an office are the coworkers. Yeah. Because some of them are assholes. Yeah. Now in fact if you're most on, of them, if you're on most a, of them, yeah. If you're on a good, I, I would not intentionally spend time with. If you're on a good team, generally there's some camaraderie there, and and you you generally well, like the, like the people you work with. You could right. Um, one of the reasons I left the college was because that dynamic had changed for me. When I started yeah. there, it was great. I, I like everybody that I worked with. I I would consider friends. They, in fact, I'm still friends with several of them, right. Um, but that dynamic changed as, as some of those people moved on to better positions or in some cases right. got fired from the college. Um, and, you know, new people started coming in. They weren't of the same mindset. And all of a sudden that team dynamic started to fall apart. And I was miserable for a while. Right. So, it, I mean, it's really a good thing that I left there and came to Red Hat. <laughs> yeah. Who's one of those assholes? That's Mark. Oh. No, but okay, but you're not. We're not stuck in a cube farm together, or even worse, in a uh, in an open office plan, right? <laughs> and yeah, and right. You'd be one right. of you'd be one of the good ones. I'm assuming that's uh, I'm assuming that's Mark the Tam. There, I'm having a hard time reading. No, that's that's um, that's Mark with a K. One of our uh, 
Oh, one of our sponsors. Not 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 or the mark. Of our, not the mark our, you're thinking one of. Our long-term of. The other mark with the K. But he's he's admitting mm-hmm. that he's one of those assholes. <laughs> so maybe I don't know. All right. No, so anyway. And, 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 yeah. Right. And there are plenty of people like when I worked in an office that I did like and I did get along with and you socialize. <clears throat> but I got to be honest, um, when the recruiters reach out to me, um, I'm pretty happy where I am. But I get I, there's three demands. First, I give them the actual amount of money that they need to pay me to pull me away from Red Hat. Yeah, that's a big number. Mm-hmm. Some of you some of you know this already. My 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 three my three point plan on making LinkedIn recruiters go away. <laughs> so I give them the actual amount of money that I have to pay. I then say, also, I don't work after hours or weekends, and I never want to have to go into an office again ever. Right. And and then they never bother me. I did have one guy push back and say. Well, the client, uh, it is not a remote position. And I'm like, Then you don't meet one of my requirements. Goodbye. You don't meet one of my requirements. Now, that doesn't mean I don't like to occasionally go to the office. I actually had a lovely trip to Raleigh at the end of March. But it's a choice, not a requirement. It was a choice. I I got to give a presentation to some some peers about the TAM service. I got to take some of my guys out to lunch with some other nerds. I got... Some some quality time with other Red Hat uh, TAM manager folk, but it was it was cool because it was special. Yeah, just like yeah. how when I go to Manhattan occasionally to our office here, or when we do our, our when we do our our monthly Philly gathering, it's 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 on demand being in the office when I feel like it. Got to start that stuff up again. We we are we're going to, <laughs> but. To me, to me, the argument that people can't be happy unless they're in the office like yeah. three to four days a week, or, no, that's garbage. Or maybe that they can't be productive is maybe, I think, what a lot of employers think. Uh, I, 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 I want to say, I, want, I, I hope anyway that the pandemic has proved otherwise because all of a sudden all these it, people were forced to work from home or not work at all, right? And most businesses didn't choose that. They chose, okay, you can, okay, fine, you can work remotely, but you'll be back in the office in two weeks. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to say the last dozen years I have spent primarily working remotely because yeah. I had mm-hmm. I went I went full remote the last several years at Merck. And I've been a remote since 2015 at Red Hat. Yep. Yeah. But I mean, even even in the the quasi progressive world of higher ed, we weren't we were work from home one day a week. When I worked there, mm. and that's changed now, and a lot that's of employers teasing. have changed that now. Hmm? One day a week is 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 almost it is. abusive. It is. It is. It's now like, here, our, here's a taste. Our hope was that it would expand to more, and it also turned into instead of taking days off for stuff like a dentist appointment, I was able to work work remote and just take twenty minutes away to get my dentist appointment done. Right, which worked out really well. It's a for fast the dentist. Okay, well, you know. The the point is like forty five minutes to an hour away instead of taking the whole day off, right? No, I, I I'm tracking. I'm yeah. tracking. So anyway, right. we've talked about a bunch of the negatives. We touched on a couple of the things that you can do to combat these. We've also talked about some positives, but I wanted to sort of summarize like what can you do about a lot of the negatives that we pointed out here. And really, to me, one of the biggest ones is. Um, 
just keeping yourself moving, right? So it's really easy, especially when you're remote, to, like, I my, my, my bedroom is on the other side of this wall. I could roll out of bed in the morning, come to this chair, start working, never leave it, go back over there, right? Assuming somehow I ate in the middle there, right? But I don't. I force myself to not do that. Every day on lunch, I'm either um, out for a walk, it, it, even even in the rain or the cold, right? Like a lot of people, that that's an easy, really easy excuse to not get outside and go for a walk. Unless it is an outright thunderstorm downpour or like 10 degrees outside, I'm out for that walk. I just bundle yeah, up or I take an umbrella. Better about the walk. And it's it's not like I go 10 miles. Uh, my, my daily routine is like a mile and a half, right? But it's something, right? Um, it, it helps keep your heart healthy. It helps keep you moving. Uh, it helps your muscles not sort of atrophy as you're sitting in a desk all the time. And it, and it has the mental benefit of getting away from work, right? You also get to say hi to all the puppers. You get to say hi to dogs. You get to see your neighbors. Now, again, it all depends uh, on the region you're living in. I generally throw a playlist on. Oh, yeah. I, I usually listen to audiobooks or music while I'm walking. Uh, but I I put in one earbud so I can still hear out of the other one. And, you know, people I never would have stopped to talk to say hi, you know, especially once they've seen you doing it for weeks. You know, if yeah. you're walking the same route or a similar You get to route, know the other walkers. Yeah, right. People start to say hi. You start to get friendly with people. And it never hurts to know your neighborhood a little bit better, right? Um, there was another piece I wanted to mention there. What was it? <laughs> <laughs> I got going. There was a, there was another side to that. Oh, the mental aspect of just getting away from work. And I would even argue that, um, especially if you're remote, it would be really helpful. And Mark, I hope you're listening. If management were to endorse the idea that their remote workers stay active, right? Even if that means you join the tam- join the team call, you know, that once a month team call or whatever, while you're out on your walk. Right now, I get that that's not always practical and I wouldn't recommend doing it in front of customers or clients or whatever. But, you know, for things like purely internal calls, if you're walking, you know, what's what's the harm there? Right. Because even if your day is back to back to back to back meetings, I still think it's it's really helpful to be able to get out in the middle of the day and just kind of clear your head and get out and get away from the desk. Yeah, and I think some of that's going to depend on the maturity of your company. Yeah. Like me, I don't, I trust that my, that my guys, my nerds are adults. Yep. So if they feel they can attend a call with me or, or whatever, and they can do it while walking, I'm going to trust their judgment on it until yep. it doesn't work. Yep. And then um, the but, other thing, and this actually came up in chat on YouTube, um, Alex commented that uh, you can do things like get away from your desk and just kind of stretch, Right. Some people are into yoga or whatever. Personally, I'm I'm getting older, right? I start to have all the aches and pains and whatever that an older person starts to get when they're in their forties. And when just, your body punishes you yeah. for such atrocities as yeah. looking what? to the left, somebody or standing up. Somebody told me, who was it? Just the other day, they're like, "Yep, the check engine light comes on when you hit 40. <laughs> but anyway, um, just put some tape over it. Ju- yeah, put some tape over that light. Just just being able to stretch yourself out in the morning or even throughout the day. It's kind of weird to do at work. People will look at you funny like, what are you doing, man? Right. This is the workplace. You can't do that kind of thing here. At least I I could imagine people people feeling less comfortable at doing that in, in their workplace. Whereas at home, 
you know, no one sees what I'm doing in here. I could be working in my pajamas or with no shirt on or whatever, right? No one has to know. <laughs> Stepping away from my desk to stretch? Who cares? No one knows. No yeah. one cares. So, right. Did you have a thought there or you were just... No, I, you're absolutely right. And that kind of goes along with the whole just just get up every so often. Yeah. And if you need, if you need, like, again, I tend to, I can, I can zone out and time doesn't, I don't, I'm not tracking time. So that's why having the device that reminds me. Yes. Hey, hey, fatty, it's time to get up. Yeah. And that's, you that's know, a valid thing, right? Is, is, so is a good plan. Most I don't want to say most. A lot of people have smartwatches now, whether it's something simpler like just a step counter or whether it's something more advanced like an Apple Watch or, a, or an Android the Wear device. The Fitbits would nag me. Yeah, the Fitbits exactly. For for years now, have had the right. Have had the stand up nag. It's right. one of the best part. Honestly, it, it's such an easy feature and it's really valuable. I think. Yeah, it really is. Um, so that's that's a valid thing and something that goes along with keeping moving, at least when you're in an office is going to the quote-unquote water cooler and just having a conversation with your coworkers, right? Even if you don't like all of them. If they're not assholes. Just getting away from your desk, having a conversation that may or may not have anything to do with actual work. Maybe you're just talking about the weather, talking about, you know, whatever, making small talk with people. It's a good way to get away and kind of reset your brain. I can't tell you the number of times I'd be stuck in some kind of a crazy problem at work and can't figure it out and i just like go over to one of the web developers that i was that i'm that i was good friends with and we'd go for a quick walk around the block and i would come back maybe i'd bounce ideas off of him maybe he'd have no idea what i'm even talking about because it just is outside of his wheelhouse and i'd come back and have a solution because i just like talked about it <laughs> right i don't know if you've ever done hand, that he, right on the other hand he's totally screwed because he was trying to figure something out and you totally broke his focus and concentration right right took one but it's okay there. yeah it's okay there that's one of the bad parts of being in an office i i honestly and i'm i actually do tend to pop in on people when i'm in an office so i'm gonna sound like a little bit of a hypocrite there <laughs> but i just i have a hard time focusing on the job itself when there's so many wonderful people to distract me. Yeah. Because I, I, I'm sort of, I, 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 I'm extroverted when I want to be. Yeah. You're and when I'm in an office, I'm like, Oh, I'm in an office. So my usual mode is work from my house. So because I'm in an office, I tend to lean towards the social aspect of it. Right. Right. All right. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Um, be cognizant of your snacking. It's really the best way I can I can put that, right? Uh, I mean, and that yeah, eat, and that should be the case regardless of where you are. Yeah, so eat, eat because you need calories, not because you're sitting at your desk and you're bored about it, right? Mark is adding, drink more water. Yes, that's very important. Yeah, that's a fair statement. You're not drinking enough, really. You aren't. <laughs> There's a reason yeah, there is there's a water uh, cup on my desk all the time. I wash this a couple every couple days. It's always full of water. I'm always drinking it, and I I still feel like I don't drink enough water. Um, no, mo I a huge majority of people do not drink nearly enough water. Yeah, you they make be very. They make those bottles with the lines on them, not just measurement lines, yeah. but they say like this is how much you should be drinking in a day, and they'll even have lines like you should be here by you know noon you should be here by 6 p.m 
and you know, and like when you get here, refill that kind of thing, right? Um, those are those can be useful, right? For for someone who who doesn't necessarily very tra metric -driven. track it, but yeah, it's very it's very much like okay, I need to drink two of these things a day is a lot easier than I need sixty four ounces a day or whatever the current standard is. It's probably like two hundred and forty eight by now. And the good part about drinking the amount you're supposed to is you have to pee a lot more, which means you're going to be standing up. It means up. you get up. <laughs> so that's good. So going, uh, going along with the get up and talk to a coworker uh, statement, uh, for remote workers, and I know you're a big fan of these, is these water cooler style meetings where you get oh, together. Yeah. You don't necessarily have a work agenda. Maybe you have an agenda of things to talk about, but they're more like things people are excited about, things people want to talk about instead of... Like 3D printing. In, right. Instead of what's the status of a project or whatever, right? So I found them very valuable. This was... When I came to Red Hat, it was the first place I'd ever been to that made it a point to get together just for socialization, right? At least as frequently as we do, right? Like there, there's a weekly meeting, that that I that I mean that that you founded or helped found uh, that that I go I to. I helped relaunch. I was one of the two people, me and Matt Ruzzi, who right. relaunched it into what essentially is its current form. Right. It used to be just for new technical account managers, and it was half training and half socialization. And we just we we rebranded it to more of what it is today, which is primarily a water cooler call. Yeah. And there's some rules. And they're all fun. They're all good rules. The, the, you know, you're not allowed to attend unless you're invited. If you're a manager, right? The calls are never recorded, so it's a safe place. If you need to vent a little bit, you know, things and, will not be held against you. Now, obviously, vent. if you <laughs> if if you get egregious and you get insulting and abusive, then then obviously people might complain and stuff, but. Oh, yeah, right. It, 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 yeah, you still have to be but, a civilized human being. <laughs> right. But they are, I, I I, am a big fan of the water cooler call. And again, this, this, this is pre-pandemic, all of it, because I'm one of, Red Hat, before the pandemic, 30% of us were remote. Yeah. And it, it's a way to, calls like that, when you have a workforce that's spread around, even if they're not technically remote, if they're working out of another office. Look, that that call has introduced me to more folks within Red Hat that I I don't think I ever would have met otherwise. And those are contexts right. that are valuable. When I have a question about something I know they're good at, I know people I can go to, which is a very important thing, especially as a TAM, as you know. Now, yeah. So, so there are, I know there's services out there that companies can use um, to do, to like, link up people randomly inside of your own company. Like, a lot of them are targeted more like for like one-on-one. -on -one, like, <laughs> it's sort of like, it's more like, it, the, the metaphor is more like, you know, get a cup of coffee together. Yeah. Virtually. Uh-huh. Um, that seems weird. And Well, it might seem weird, but Red Hat employ now does their own version of it called Red Hat Connect. And again, any company could do this where you voluntarily opt in and the algorithm just fires off periodically. And I Sets have met I have met about six or seven Red Hatters I would have never run into 
Yeah. Otherwise, I've got a call scheduled. Uh, it's either Monday or Tuesday with somebody. I mean, that's it. Pick, it, it picks two people. That's valid. And one of them, one of them's the organizer, yeah. and then you, and then the organizer sets it up. There's some questions to help. Yeah. You know, you know here's some questions. To suggest top topics. I'll say that's and again, that's good as an opt in thing. It right? is. Like it if is. I was I'd ha- if I was forced to do th- to do that, I would hate it. Oh no! <laughs> I would no, hate every yeah. second of it. Like I don't no. want to meet this person. I don't care. They're like they're like a sales exec from Abu Dhabi. I, I have no interest in knowing this person, but now I have to. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Anything like that, the social type things for work. I think we gotta respect that there are some people, and this is just the way they're wired. They 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 really want a minimal social footprint at work, whether it's in the office or remote. They don't care about getting close to coworkers. They really don't have any interest in it. They just want to be left alone to do their job. And that's right. okay. So there's people at that end of the spectrum. And then there's people that want to know everybody. I'm somewhere in the middle. I want to build a right. naturally like organic network of people, right? Like people that are interested in things that I'm interested in. People that, you know, may be interested in similar topics technically or work related, right? I don't like, I don't. I'm not opposed to meeting everybody in the in the company at some point, but I don't necessarily feel like I want to go out of my way and I don't feel like that's valuable. You know what I mean? It's just me. I think, it's just the way I am. I think, okay, and I get where you're coming from, but I will say that I've met some folk who do a completely different, they're like in a completely different part of the business as far from being a TAM as possible. Yeah. And I've had some pretty fascinating conversations with them. Well. Don't, so don't don't knock that until you try it. Yeah, I'm not saying that you're some kind of crazy person for doing it. I'm just saying it doesn't sound like it would be a thing I'd be comfortable with. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Agreed. Just just like when I first started walking, I wasn't comfortable going more than a few blocks, and now I can walk significantly longer. I see what you did. There. You gotta, those, those are muscles you got to work on, right? <laughs> I see what you did there. Or, or you don't have to. Yeah. You don't have to. Yeah. I'm just, like I tell my son, my son is very... Uh, very, and he's 19 for crying out loud, but he's hesitant to try food that he thinks he might not like. Mm-hmm. I've been and there. I'm like, dude, just, just, just taste it. It's not going to kill and you. And if you, if you hate it, spit it out and I'll never ask you to try it again. Yep. But I think you might actually like it. And sometimes he actually has. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and look, there's my watch telling me I should stand up, but I'm already I'm standing. that. And that's and that's and that's a valid point, right? So one of the things we talked about is sitting all day or standing all day, and both of those are not so great. I have a desk that is easy to switch from one to the other. In fact, I hit a button. Yeah, my and, I've got one down that I it, do manually. Down it goes. It doesn't use a button. Yeah, nobody wants to see your crotch. Yeah, well, that's why. Okay. That's why I'm putting it back up now. Right. <laughs> then hit the other button. It's back up it goes. Not, right. It's also why I'm not standing up. <laughs> Although I am wearing pants. So. Well, that's good. That's a good start. Um, I I did put links to some of the stuff I've purchased to improve my uh, my work area. We didn't even talk about typing all day in carpal tunnel. That's another well, thing. You can yeah. you can improve that with an ergonomic keyboard. I have a mouse that I find very comfortable. Right, it's one of these with the trackball on the thumb. Not everybody likes those, but I do. Um, it helps with the repetitive stress of your, your elbow thing from moving a mouse around. I don't know if anybody else has mm-hmm. that problem, but I did at one point, and this helped yeah. that. 
Yeah, this is this is my work mouse. It's kind of it's weird, weird looking. Oh, yeah. But it rests on it. Very comfortable. It puts your hand kind of more vertical than horizontal. And that's this does the same thing. I don't know if you can see this crazy like little razor thing. that's on it. But that That that's what's very similar. That's what that's supposed to do, too. It puts your hand in a more more natural position. Same thing with the keyboard I have, which you can't see, but it's raised in the center and it's split so I can position it how my arms are naturally yeah. positioned instead I try, of... I try to be super careful about being at the... Like, I have two different chair heights, one for the gaming rig, which I'm using now, and one for my work desk when I'm sitting. Yeah. My work desk is also... It's it's adjustable. I can stand at it right. if I decide I want to. Right. One thing I want to point out, we touched on it. Um. I think if possible, and you sort of talked about this already... But it is super important if you're if you're working remote in any significant manner, you do need if you have the real estate for it, your own space. Yes. And and I think. A lot of people who did not gel with working remotely did things like trying to work at the kitchen table or trying to work on the couch or work in their bedroom there. I will tell you, I can undock my laptop very easily but when I decide I'm going to just work like in a weird place in my house just for a change, I, I actually really don't like it because it's just not comfortable for any length of time. Right. Right. Yeah. On, on nice days, I'll take my laptop and sit on the front porch in the in the lawn furniture after about an hour. It's like, boy, this, yeah, this, this chair is not comfortable. My like my butt's going numb. My arms are at a weird position. My my hands feel kinked from point typing on this little keyboard. I'm gonna go back to my office. I don't. I know it's a beautiful day out, but <laughs> yeah. So I got <laughs> so the sliding doors comfortable there. I got the sliding doors right out to my patio, and yeah. I have taken the laptop out to that table every so often. But it's the same thing. Yeah. It's like yeah, this is cute. It's nice now. The doors are nice because I can look at nature while I'm working. There you go. Like I, I'm not I'm not in a box. I like, have a I have a window right over my desk here, uh, which now has a blind on it because the glare was too much. But I open up that blind, I can see out to the the backyard, watch the kids playing. When the pool was set up, I could make sure they weren't drowning. You know, valuable things. Yeah. How many heads are above the water? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's see. We have but two I think, children. I see two heads. We're good. Yeah. But you know. <laughs> But having a proper having a proper home office is really important. It ideally should be a room that you can shut the door and not be disturbed. <laughs> Working in a common area, yeah, your your family needs to learn boundaries, <laughs> man. Or you need a good lock. Yeah. Well, there is a lock. Um, I just don't use it that often. <laughs> well, that's on you then. Yeah, it is. Um, it is. you know, but ha- having the ability to 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 have to like have that secured area where. Sometimes you have those conversations you need to have with coworkers or you just need you need some quiet. Now, my kids are all out of well, my oldest daughter lives with us, but my the rest of my kids are out of the house at this point. Yeah. When they were younger, though, I did have my home office set up on one end of the family room. And they didn't. And we had another room that was more of a casual playroom. So I was able to create that isolation, you know, like when they were home from school in the summer and stuff. But, yeah. you know, what I will say is that at the end of the workday, um, other than when we play Valheim together, I do the majority of my gaming, not on the gaming rig, but on my PS5 because it's in the other room and it's my couch 
And it just it's a mental separation from being in my office. Yeah. Yeah. And the only other gaming I really do in my office tends to be virtual reality stuff. Which doesn't and then feel it doesn't like matter what office. room I'm in. I don't feel like I'm in my office still. Yeah, yeah. But I, I definitely am not a fan. During during the pandemic, when like all the scouting meetings and all the the gaming we would do, like the D and D stuff, I was in this office like friggin' fourteen hours a day, or however, yep. actually probably worse than that. Yep. And and I started to to hate it. Like the stuff that I'm supposed to, that's supposed to be fun just feels like an extension of my work day. It's yet another yep. virtual meeting. That's kind yeah, of I, one reason that I that I just kind of stopped doing the we stopped doing the gaming virtually. Yeah. If we could find time, we should pick that up again, man. You had a great campaign going there. <laughs> yeah, we probably will. But I and maybe now that I'm not spending as much time virtually, even if we want to make that virtual, whatever, we'll figure it out. Yeah. That's neither here nor um, there. I mean, right, but we're yeah, we're, we're yeah, but yeah. So so my but my encouragement would be that if you know, I think remote work is really here to stay, especially for IT folk. Yeah, but it is the kind of thing where if you have the space in your house or wherever you live, setting up that yes. dedicated work area has made all the difference for me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, even before I went, I came to Red Hat. I had turned this into my home office. We. I painted it. I made it mine. It wasn't just a room that I stuck a desk in. I actually put effort into making it a space I wanted to be in. And like I said, with the TV and the recliner and all my stuff in here, you know, I might spend the majority of my day in here, even when the work, even when the work day is over and it doesn't feel like work. Like you said, you were having a problem with that. I don't really seem to have that because I have that disconnect where the work laptop gets turned off. Now it's, now it's my fun space, right? It's not necessarily that it felt like work. It's just I felt like I was just doing the same thing for too long yeah. every day. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I agree, though, right? There was a point where it's like, I really don't want to be on, a, on another virtual meeting. And uh, we were doing DEF CON 610 remote. And we saw attendance dwindle a lot because everybody else had the same problem. It's, it's like, I don't want to be in another online meeting. I just don't want to. I'd rather sit and stare at the wall than be on camera again, you know? Yeah. So, you know, I don't blame you for that. Uh, but anyway, we did have one or two other little things you can do to try to improve your your lifestyle. One is take a freaking lunch. I know people, I know you're going to think that you're like super ultra hard worker if you skip lunch. And, oh, everybody, everybody sees I'm a team player. Just take your damn lunch. Mm, no. Get away from the desk. Eat something. Get some fresh air. If you're working from home, like I said, take a walk or do something to get away and get some food in your stomach. Um, for that matter, have a normal eating schedule, period. Skipping breakfast is another thing. A lot of people do that, especially if you've got a long commute, right? You skip breakfast or you take a Pop-Tart with you. Uh, I love breakfast. Having it's my a good, favorite meal of the day. Having a good, healthy breakfast is more important than a lot of people seem to, seem to think that it is. Some people say that breakfast should be your biggest meal and all the other meals of the day should be smaller. And Americans and most cultures have it kind of backwards where the, where dinner is the big meal. Um, you know, it's the best is breakfast for dinner, breakfast for dinner. There you go. We've done the, we've done the waffles for dinner, eggs for dinner thing. It's pretty good. Anyway, uh, I could probably probably eat an omelet every meal. Omelets are awesome. Not the best for you, but awesome. I guess it depends how you make the not eggs. A, the eggs are not particularly <laughs> high calorie, actually. Yep. Uh, let's see. What else did I have here? Oh, 
We were talking about convertible desks. How do you feel about treadmill desks? This was in one of the articles that I linked. There was a... Um, I ever, think they sound good. I think they sound good in principle, but I would... I'm a terrible multitasker. I would probably not do well on a treadmill desk. That was the thing. And I think it was the Business Insider one. You know, the office job is destroying your health one. Um, they said that... <laughs> I mean, think about it, right? You're trying to type, you're walking on a treadmill. One, it increases typos, because think about it, you know, you're moving, right? You're not stationary. But the other thing is, it increases your risk of falling and hurting yourself. (laughs) Yeah, and that 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 article with the with the 24 ways your office work is killing you. Yeah, is it's dank, ma'am. It really is. There's some there's some terrible stuff in there. Although I, I was going down at like stuff about getting a cold or whatever, getting sick of the office or this, that, recycled air. I'm like, ooh, not a problem. Ooh, not a problem anymore. Not a problem anymore. Uh-huh. Not a problem anymore. You just check them I off. I used to have, yeah. when I when I was in White House Station with Merck, I would, depending on the time of year, have this these horrible cracks in my, in my hand. Yep. It hasn't happened since I stopped going into an office. Yeah, I still get... It had to be either something with the HVAC or some other thing going on. I still get dry skin, but you're right. The the cracking, that, that doesn't happen so much anymore. I, I honestly think most offices that I've ever been in use antibacterial soap at their, their washing stations in the bathrooms, right? For obvious reasons. I think that that's rougher on your skin is what it comes down to. Where at home, you get a choice. You might have a moisturizing soap. You might have something that's less harsh on you. Uh, but the HVAC is another valid thing, right? It does dry I think the it air. Was something, I think it was something in the air. I, I honestly do. I don't think it was that, soap. That was that was touched on on one of the articles, don't drop too, the that soap. The, the, the recirculated air isn't so great for you either because uh, yeah. most office buildings don't open windows because they have the AC on, right? Um, and what you end up with is dry, stale air. Uh, if the filtration system on the AC, if there is one at all, uh, may not that all, be... That all, Getting all the particulates out. All the sick sick people air. You got the asshole who decided to microwave fish. Oh, God. You got the other person who burned (laughs) popcorn after somebody else microwaved fish. Yes. Now we've got burnt popcorn fish smell in the air. Ah. Oh, God. Ah! So anyway. Don't miss that. Those are our points. Um, Like I said. Shout out if anybody else has ever been in an office where someone thought it was 100% okay to microwave fish. Dude, I've got a story. I've got spoiler <laughs> alert. It's never appropriate to microwave fish. It's never okay. Don't to microwave stop fish. doing it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, so anyway, I linked a bunch of articles that were about various things. There's even one that was a study done by, I don't know, this, this one that's like ncbi.nlm.nih.gov. You have to have a degree in statistics to understand it, but it's there. Maybe, maybe you guys are better at statistics than I am, uh, but it looked interesting. That's in there. There's a couple blogs, a couple news articles. There's the one about how office is killing you. Um, lots of good stuff. And I linked some of the products that I've purchased to make my home office better. If anybody's interested in those sorts of things, I linked my stand-up desk, which I do love. But apparently, the price is like double what I what I paid for it. It was like two hundred bucks when I bought it. Now it's five. Yeah, supply chain problems. It's freaking crazy. Yada yada yada. So find a less expensive one. Um, a good chair is another really important thing. Like I said, you should have a mix of sitting and standing. When you're sitting, it should be in a good supportive chair. I have the Herman Miller Aeron chair. I got it from a used office supply place for like less than half the retail price, which is still a lot of money. (laughs) 
I have a decent chair from Staples. It's no Herman Miller, but it's yeah, nice. no, you know what? A decent chair, a decent chair from Staples is fine too. Uh, just as long as it supports your lumbar, and as long as it's it's supportive for all of the lumbar! things that it needs to be supportive of. of um, yeah. But yeah, like the fifty dollar Walmart chair, which is what I had when I started working remotely. It was really not doing my back any favors, and I no. still have back trouble, I think, because of sitting in that thing so much. Nah, this chair is good. So anyway, uh, you have any other thoughts on this before we close it up? I, I mean, we went all over the place, I think, but I think we covered it pretty well. Uh, yeah. I guess I, we didn't we didn't talk about I, eye strain. That's a valid thing, staring at a screen all day. It can be, which is why it's nice to just periodically look at something else, especially yep. in the distance. Give your eyes a rest. Yep. That is valid. Looking at something that's farther yeah. away will give your eyes a different sort of focal point, and it does make your eyes rest. I think I think if you practice periodic breaks, you're good. Most people in IT are in the very fortunate position of having the type of work that doesn't necessarily need a an assembly line or factory or continuous transaction approach. Mm -hmm. Like if I'm if I'm working in a restaurant, if I'm a cashier, if I'm working in an assembly line, if I'm in a call center taking call after call, right? Then it's a little more challenging in those types of jobs to to mix things up. Most of us are IT professionals, which means that even for tedious shit like being stuck on calls, we had the ability to like get up from our desk and walk around our house on that call or yep. it, like we're not we're not necessarily measured by the keystrokes we're typing or or, you know, whether or not we're 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 constantly online and in slack or whatever it's messaging tool and if that is your job then it's i think it's a worker's market still for it people go somewhere else yeah right but right <laughs> like seriously yeah there's a better position for you i i promise but we have the we, have, we should have the freedom of as it people to be able to mix things up yeah and 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 as as humans that's really that's important. It really is that simple, right? Mix things up. Sorry, I was just reading a comment just, that looks that looks very valid from Jscar in chat. He says he was once told by an eye doctor the 20 slash 20 slash 20 rule. Every 20 minutes, look away for 20 seconds at something 20 feet away. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we've covered it well, folks. If you guys think you have some more things to throw into that pot, feel free to reach out to us and let us know. Maybe we can do a follow-up show. But I think, I mean, we touched on a bunch of stuff today. We're not doctors, obviously, but these are just sort of our Nor own experiences. Do I play them on TV. And yeah, right. We don't play them on TV either, or even on podcasts. Uh, so, if you do have some legitimate health issue, please go see a doctor about it. Don't don't think that this is the be all end all of. Uh, of healthcare advice. Uh, it's really just our experiences from those are yours. Those are mine. I think my <laughs> wife just got home. For... Sharon was running out to the grocery store because we needed some stuff for Easter. <laughs> I thought it was our dogs, so, but no, it's yours this time. The mic no, is that it's good. It sounded shits. like it was ours. All right. Anyway, so 
Uh, right, we're gonna go to a break, folks. As usual, we're gonna split the show into two pieces. So if you wanna hear the rest of the show, look for the B episode of episode 119, and we'll pick up from there. If you don't pick up from there, fine, whatever. I hope you enjoyed this part of the show. Um, Not to be confused with the B movie. You know, the one Jerry Seinfeld was in. Oh, no. The B part of the show is definitely a B movie as compared to the A part of the show, which is an A movie. (laughs) Anyway, remember to follow us on all the social places, the Twitters and the Facebooks. Look for the Iron Sism in podcast. Subscribe on YouTube and Twitch if you want to. Or I guess it's follow on Twitch, isn't it? Subscribing means money. I don't freaking know. You can do that if you want to. uh, But you can also support the show on Patreon, which helped fund Mark's mic. Don't bother subscribing on Twitch. If you if you want to support the show, the, the way to Patreon's do it is Patreon's the way to do it. Because you get to pick your price and off Or you buy go. some merch. Buy some merch. Buy some merch. Yeah. All right. So we're going to go to a little break, folks, that are on the live stream. We will see you in, I don't know, five to ten. And, yeah, uh, a few minutes. Minutes, not years. It's not a sentence. Uh, let yeah. me find the button here. Here's the oh, button. Oh. Where's the button? Press the button, Frank. Push the button, Frank. Push the button, Frank.